Hey up and welcome to the strategy sessions. My name is Andy Jarvis. I am the host of the show and the strategy director at Eximo Marketing. Today, we're going to try something a little bit different. I've been talking to people about this podcast and getting a bit of feedback from different people within the industry, friends, colleagues, and thank you to those people who have given me some feedback and helped me hopefully improve the show as we move forward. Now, one of the bits of feedback that I got was that a lot of the episodes are quite long, and they are. You know, it's the nature of the beast. I want to discuss really interesting things with really interesting people, and we let that flow over 45 minutes to 60 minutes sometimes so that we can get the best out of those people. That's a bit of a commitment. I had someone at an event in Exeter last week introduce me to uh, the concept of, I think it was called a, a dog poo podcast, and that's not trying to be rude about podcasts. It's a podcast you listen to while you take your dog to have a shit. And so it became known as a dog poo podcast. 30-minute walk in the morning, take the dog out, listen to a podcast. 30-minute walk in the evening, listen to a podcast. Um, that's great, but when you have an hour podcast, you're kind of hoping that people have to remember and come back. So what I thought I'd do, rather than just hoping that people would commit to listening for an hour, I thought I'd put some shorter episodes together. But how do we do shorter episodes when you're a talker, number one, and number two, you like the format that's slightly longer? Well, you get me. This is just me, this episode. It's going to be a little bit shorter. I'm going to try rounding up some things that we discuss on the show, talking about some of the things the guests have talked about, and maybe diving a bit deeper into them. So if you listen to the podcast and you like an episode or there's something interesting in that episode that you think maybe gets skipped over, and that happens all the time. Somebody says something interesting, but they'll maybe make two really interesting points, and I'll just pick up on one of them. So sometimes if someone skips over something or you want to know more about a subject, even maybe we deep dive, but you want to go deeper, drop me a message, reply to the email that comes out, hit me up on social, let me know something interesting about the episode, and it might end up featuring in one of these little strategy session shorts. So to kick all this off, I thought, what better way to do it than just to wrap up five episodes in one? The regular listeners of the podcast, people who've listened to, to this season four anyway, will know that there are five episodes that we've just done in a Black History Month miniseries. I had five wonderful, amazing guests who gave me the time, were generous with um, with the words and how they spoke about the issues that they covered, and really had an impact on me really which is not really what I expected but I'll talk about that a bit at the end um the guests um Sharice Annie Barber who I spoke to it feels like a thousand years ago now but it was only probably six seven weeks ago when we recorded that um and then Anu Kevin Colette and Thierry um all gave us a real different perspective and talked about their lives and their work in different ways and I suppose that's probably the first starting point is that it there's this phrase which is the black community and it's a really interesting phrase because it kind of lumps all black people in Britain together uh, as one and that's you know interesting because there's actually a lot of diversity within the black community there's uh, huge differences in opinions and thoughts and ideas and history and heritage and and a lot of black people in this country have come from different places and come on different journeys to get here. Uh, myself, I'm sort of from the Windrush generation, as Kevin was, we talked a little bit about that, about that on the episode. Now, it wasn't important to me 
Uh, so I never asked. I didn't say, you know, what's your heritage? doesn't matter. Um, but what I'm, the point I'm making is that on the show, what really came across is there was a lot of different experiences that come through people's um, blackness and being black in the UK as well. So we talked about that in, in depth in different places with different people. Kevin probably covered more of it in his episode. Um, but, you know, what we certainly between Sharice, uh, Kevin and Colette all touched on kind of the modern black experience of what, what that's like in the workplace too. And I suppose to pick up on that as well, that there's this interesting, it's kind of a, an unspoken thing that you know about if it's happened to you, but it is quite hard to put into words and, and describe it to other people when it hasn't happened to you. And we definitely covered this with Sharice and definitely covered it with Kevin and definitely covered it with Colette, where you know sometimes that forces are working against you, but you can't quite point to what it is or put your finger on it and you it's hard to then explain it because people still assume that racism and things like that are about um you know name calling or overtly racist behavior or passing you over for promotion because you're black and things like that now those things do still happen uh, i was sadly racially abused by a taxi driver um, within the last six weeks seven weeks now th yeah those things still happen but they are thankfully less and less frequent in my world anyway at least but this kind of difficult to pin down sort of racism is happening and it still happens and one of the things I said to Colette is I said as soon as you started talking about it I knew exactly what you meant and I did know exactly what she meant but if you've never experienced it you could be thinking I don't know what she means you could be thinking yeah you're probably just making it up one of the things you hear as you go further to the right in UK politics is oh stop playing the victim stop playing the race card that's what you're trying to do uh, believe me when I say it, the only time I am probably going to speak for all of the black community is when I say this. Nobody likes playing the race card. Nobody plays the race card. You mention it when you believe something's happening. And it's awful when people say, oh, you're just playing the race card. Um, I can't speak for all the black community generally because I am just one person talking about my experience. But that's the only time I'm going to do it. But, yeah, so it, it's interesting how those things come across. And what can you do about that? I don't know. Honestly, I don't. It's really quite difficult to to resolve a situation that a lot of people don't even realize is happening. But what I would say is in your organization, if you are in a position of influence or a position of power, this is something that you can at least try and work out and go, look, there probably is bias built into some of these things. How do we go about challenging it? Because I'm a big believer in accepting the fact that there's a problem is step one, two, and probably three to solving it because it gets you underway and gets you moving. But we didn't just talk about race in the UK. We actually talked mostly about marketing. After all, the Strategy Sessions is a marketing podcast. And I want to just pick up on a couple of things that each of the guests said. So rolling back to episode one, um, Sharice kind of blew my mind with some of the things we talked about. I just utterly loved that episode. Um, she started off by saying being a mum is a superpower. I, I'm not a mum, clearly, but it was really interesting the way she talked about it, the, the way she just opened the series with a real honest view of the fact that being a mum's not going to be the end of your career. It actually kick-starting is a superpower for her in her career. And I know from talking to friends and colleagues that it is a concern for women still in 2023 that they get pregnant and it is going to mean the end of their career. 
um, it's horrific to think that's the case. And going back to what I've just said, accept there's a problem and that starts the discussion to try and change it. So um, it was brilliant that Sharice just opened the series with that. I wasn't sure what to expect when I asked the question, what one thing do you wish you'd have known 10 years ago? Um, but it was a great answer. And uh, it kind of just kick-started the whole series really well. Um, what else did Sharice talk about? You'll know if you've listened to me at a conference, if you've read anything I've posted on LinkedIn, if you've listened to the podcast, talk to your customers is something that is going to be tattooed on my chest, put on my gravestone. In fact, I love it so much, it's even going to appear on some T-shirts, but I'll talk about them in another episode. Sharice went when she worked at McDonald's on their um, in the marketing team at McDonald's, used to go and spend time sitting in McDonald's restaurants listening, watching, observing what people do and helping make her a better marketer, helping her understand the customer that comes in. It's something that is often missed. I, I refer to it as uh, ivory towers marketing. We sit in our marketing departments trying to make decisions and guess about what um, our, our customers might want. Get out there amongst them and listen to what they have to say. There was another great story she told about asking um, a woman in a, a, a changing rooms at the swimming pool when she worked for Speedo about why she bought one swimming costume over a Speedo. And the, inf the answer she got just would never appear on any data dashboard that you've got. It, it was about sizing and issues with that and things like that. You've got to get out and talk to your customer. I, I'm, I'm aware that I have a bias to people talking about talking because I love it. The Eximo marketing logo is designed to be a person. It, you know, it's kind of an X with a dot above it. It's designed to be a person. Um, I'm a people-centered marketer. I believe people are at the heart of our discipline. The clue is in the name, marketing. We're, we're about the market. So when people talk about that, it really speaks to me and hopefully to you. And Anu picked up on that. She's a PPC marketer, an expert who runs the PPC live community in London. But she's not just technical about a discipline. Yes, she loves getting the earphones on and just getting stuck into spreadsheets some days. But what she talked about was the importance of people and the importance of community. How um, people like Chima and Arij, uh, has previously been on this podcast, helped her launch the PPC live community and Look, we're nothing as an industry without our network, without support, but also without our customers. So again, all the technical, fancy AI solutions, data-driven issues, yes, they help. Yes, they're important. But we have to remember we're selling to people, and then we need to understand them. And if you understand them, everything else you do as a marketer gets much, much easier. Um, I'm going to skip over Kevin. I'll come back to him in a minute. Poor old Kevin. And Colette, Philip came on, and, and Colette talked about clarity and focus a lot. And she talked about, you, let's be clear was her catchphrase, which I love, because you sit in workshops all the time and think, why, why doesn't anyone agree on the same thing here? I mean, one of the things I do with clients is we spend a lot of time initially agreeing what strategy means. Why? Because no, there is no agreement on it. JP Castlin, again, previously of this parish, uh, said, you know, the language of marketing is so imprecise to be almost meaningless. And the only thing I would disagree with that is I would take the word almost out. It's just meaningless. If I had 10 clients ask me for a strategy, they're probably asking for 10 different things. So that clarity and focus that Colette talks about was really important in 
driving forward what she does through her uh, through her agency through her consultancy by providing companies with clarity and focus it gets everyone on the same page your staff don't wake up in the morning saying i wonder what I, you know can i remember all 10 of our values people don't wait people wake up in the morning to go to work to sometimes just get through the day sometimes they've just got a hangover they've had a bad night they're having a bad day whatever it is they just want to get through but if you can p- provide that clarity and that focus on what you need them to do everybody is always moving you a step closer to that goal i think when you roll back to when covid first hit and companies did in- incredible things in very short spaces of time, like rebuilt websites or launched propositions and rebranded within weeks. Why? Because everyone had one clear focus. That's why those things happened. And on to Thierry. Um, Man, Thierry has energy, Um, an energy that an old man like me struggles to replicate. Um, he's, He's from Bradford. He grew up in Bradford, which is where I'm from. I've been away for a long time. I've lost a bit of the Bradford accent. As many people think I'm a Geordie, which isn't the case if you actually go to Newcastle. Nobody sounds like me. But I get, are you a Geordie? Where are you from? But we both grew up in Bradford. There's a love letter to Bradford in there. Um, we both talk about how there's um, there's an energy about the place, and I think we both do feed off that a little bit. But we love it. We, it's a city with challenges, but a city that we both love. But what I mostly loved about Thierry is how he launches products. He's launched um, beers, he's launched peanut butters, he's launched video services, he's launched all sorts, and he just does it, and he learns, and he iterates, and he learns, and he iterates. And he's got a new product coming out soon, which he didn't give us the spoiler for, um, but I'm sure you'll, I'll probably talk about it when it comes out, right, when it, as soon as he tells me. I'm an overthinker. I've thought of hundreds of great ideas, I reckon, um, all of them so great that I've never launched any of them, and he kind of inspired me to pull my thumb out of my backside and just get on and do some stuff, so I'm really interested in um, in his approach and how he just does it and see what happens, love that. Um, but he also, guess what? He talked about people, didn't he? Of course he talked about people. He's a data guy. And he's like, yeah, but I could just give everyone a dashboard and they can self, uh, self-serve their own data. Yeah, great. But what do they do? They just find the data points that support their own bias and then nobody learns anything. And I'm like, is that what I'm like when people talk about just um, people, people marketing, people marketing? It's just supporting my own bias? Probably, but do you know what? I think I'm right. Um so yeah, Tierra is a data guy, but the people guy. And again, there we are. It's not one or the other. Ritson calls it bothism. It's not this or that. It's this and that. You put your specialism and the data together with people, lots of things happen. So I want to come back. I, I skipped over Kevin, and there's a reason I skipped over Kevin. Um, he talked um, beautifully about lots of different things, about his experience, about um, being about supporting black women and, and his love letter. We have twice I've used that phrase, but he has a book called Love Letter uh, coming out, which is a love letter to black women. And we talked a lot about his experience. Kevin explained how um, his sort of black queer upbringing uh, spoke to how he's underrepresented in different communities and sits at an intersection of different places. And he's written books to express that feeling and to, to pull that across. But he's also a son of Croydon and possibly the only person I've ever had on the podcast, probably the only person I will ever have on the podcast who talks openly about being in a knife fight as well. So a really interesting guy, absolutely fantastic. The line he said about trust your instincts, they're probably correct. Yes, 
amen to that. Absolutely, um, absolutely buy that. I, but I think the thing, the reason I wanted to leave Kevin till the end is that um, there was a conversation that we had that had, it had a real impact on me. I think, well, the whole five episodes did, but the way Kevin talked about the impact of people in his community and the black women in his life that have uh, affected him got me thinking about uh, my auntie and my grandma and, and the black women who, who shaped me when I was a child. Uh, of course, lots of other family did as well. It's not to the exclusion of them, but these were uh, the couple I was thinking about. My my auntie, particularly Nenen, um, my grandma lived in, in Canada all the time when I was growing up, so we didn't see her a huge amount. And her sister um, lived in Bradford, so we used to see quite a lot of her. And it kind of sent me down memory lane thinking about, you know, Sundays round at my auntie's as a child and, um, you know, that sort of different perspective that you got from, um, you know, from your auntie, um, whether it's feeding you, whether it's trying to give you some advice. And she always kind of had some sort of semi-biblical quotes, probably misquoted for uh, any any stresses or, or hassles that you had. Uh, I went digging through old photographs that I posted on Instagram. If you There's a link in the show notes if you want to have a look. Um with my auntie with my daughter back in 2009, I think, as well. So it really had an impact on me and kind of took me down memory lane and, and opened up some emotions that I'd, I'd probably been suppressing for a number of years as well. It was just lovely. I know that's kind of a gloriously unspecific blurb about that, about that episode, but it was great, and I really enjoyed it. So not a marketing uh, learning from that, but you know something that I really enjoyed. And... Uh, to round this off, there, there was one other thing to come back to Colette's episode that I, I really liked. And Colette challenged me a little bit, not directly, but um, she started talking about uh, racism and she used things like white supremacy uh, as a language around that. You know, she's how white supremacy shows up in your brand and things like that. Uh, and this challenged me a little bit. I was like, oh, because I actually asked the question in a third-person way. I said, to a lot of white people, white supremacy means the KKK and burning crosses and things like that. What I actually meant was, that's what it means to me. And I should apologize to Colette that for um, for sidestepping the toughness of that question. But it was I meant that as well. And the way she explained it, the way she talked about it, um, go back and listen to the episode. There's no point me going over it again here when Colette does it infinitely better. But the way she explained the rationale behind that language and the way she uses it and why she uses it, absolutely perfect. And really, really opened my eyes to new perspectives. Learning is something that is really important to me. And um, equality through education is kind of a pillar of Eximo marketing and what we do. And learning is about hearing new perspectives, processing them, thinking about them, and then molding it with uh, clashing it into the things you already know, and then building on it from there. And that really did it to me. And, and hopefully listening to some of these episodes challenged you, made you think differently, um, made you come up with new ideas or helped you think in, in a new way. That's the whole point of the podcast. Uh, we have a new tagline for the podcast, which is makes you think differently, which comes from, guess what? User feedback. It came from Azim, who has been on the podcast. Somebody asked on Twitter, what's your favorite podcast? And that was one of his bits of user feedback. Makes you think differently. And I was like, if that's what people get from the podcast, I'm a happy man. Genuinely happy man. So 
thank you for listening. This is my first solo episode. Uh, do you love it? Do you hate it? Genuinely, I'm a big boy. If you've listened to this and gone, oh my goodness, that's the most boring 20 minutes of my life, let me know, right? Tell me. Send me an email. Um, use the, the details in the show notes, right? Just get in touch. Tell me what you think. Did you enjoy it? Did you hate it? Um, would you like more of this and less of that? There's probably a lot more personal reflection in this one than there will be in future episodes, mainly because it, it's the Black History Month roundup. I'm rounding up five episodes in one go, bouncing over some marketing concepts, however some of them made me feel, and some of the, the lessons I learned. You can't talk about Black History without getting personal with it when, you, when you're a black man in the UK. So excuse me for um, you, you know, indulging myself on this. But let me know, please. Any feedback's always good. Um, if you're new to the podcast, thank you for listening. We'll be back next time with an episode which features one of my favourite humans, David Mannheim from Made with Intent, where we talk about Disney, he kidnaps me in his house, and uh, people-centred marketing again. So maybe we should change the name of the podcast from strategy sessions to human-centred marketing or something like that. I'm not rebranding. I'm not rebranding. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you soon with the David Mannheim episode and your feedback, honestly, please, is greatly welcomed on this episode because there'll be another one coming after David's. Thank you.